This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Yeah, but if you do that, yeah, that's why I don't want to rip. As soon as you, yeah, as soon as you open it up, that's when like the air hits it, and that's when it burns. Exactly. That's why I don't want to try. What were you doing? I was so my weed eater is kind of weird. My girlfriend's mom bought don't want to borrow it, and like you have to twist. It's all twisting, 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 and gave me a blister. Mm. I need to turn me up a little bit. I can hear it. Two. How about now? Is that better? Check, 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 check. Good. Yeah. I think that'll work. Oh, yeah. That's better. Choke up on the mic some. Choke up. What? Uh, see, you are, see, on one hand, you're always like, dude, don't get close to the mic. Your mouth breathing into it. Then on the other There's a sweet like, spot. I don't know the sweet spot. It's not like I've been doing this for fucking five years. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus has nothing to do with it. He does have everything to do with this. this is episode 195 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network, which is brought to you by... Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, Black Box Cages. Uh, if you go to blackboxcages.com, say you want to buy yourself a rack, buy yourself a cage, and you end up getting all the way to checkout in the discount code section, put the letters THN in there. Save yourself a little bit of money. Our gift to you. Yes. We need to get up there and get our stuff. How are you going? Is that what we talked about? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't know. I guess this weekend. Mm, I mean, possibly not. Because Saturday. Like, I'm... I got the the castle too. Does that mean you want the castle, or does that mean you want to try and go to Black Box? I don't have anything planned except rodents, but All right. I don't know. I don't know. It's up, mean, it's um, it's no big deal if we have to if we move it to the following weekend. Yeah. Um, um, oh wait, no. Saturday, I got a. Um, thing that evening so no never mind never mind all right well we can try and shoot for next saturday then we doing the the running the running back yeah i figure may as well tell all that just run there run back leave super early you think if we leave by like six yeah then Hang out there for a little bit, leave by noon, be back by 
I reckon. We can I do it. Know, but <clears throat> looking forward to getting my stuff. Yeah. Super um, looking forward to it. Much needed. And then uh, Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. Check it out. Get the whole set. Whether it's Copperhead, Cottonmouth, Cane Break, Coral Snake. Um, there's one for each native venomous of Louisiana. I don't think Diamondbacks are native to Louisiana, are they? Uh, I should probably I know that. I feel like we should know that. Plus, that one. You don't want all of them, which you should. You just want one. We pick wholeheartedly the cottonmouth sauce. Across the board. That one was our favorite. Uh, and if you do his thing with uh, public outreach, um, relocations, he was just relocating a copperhead, a baby copperhead. Um, he takes in animals, gets them on the mend, and then finds awesome new homes for them. Uh, responsible homes at that. And uh, he's just a good dude. A dude out. Yeah, man. Shameless plug. <laughs> now until July 9th. It is July 6th. Uh, if you use the code fireworks, you get 10% off. little deal. Uploaded a couple of new designs the other night. I'm wearing currently, and then the Coleonics shirt, which uh, I'm being told the Coleonics is enough. So, whatever that means, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to keep Amen. Doing awesome. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people getting some really cool swag. Like Daytona delivery type an order, and they just want to get it while they're at Daytona. I'll bring it down. You could do one of those. Do a discount code, or you know, use the code. Make that tick off the shipping. And then that way you know if it's a Yeah, I, the, with the way Shopify works, I'd have to figure out, uh, which there is a way to do it, but to make pickup uh, like an option. Uh, then have it for that weekend or just before that weekend and then, you know, go back to regular shipping or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But and they're going to be at Daytona. And instead of paying shipping, they'd like to just pick them up. Um. Yeah, I bet, there'd be, I bet there'd be a good good few. There's a lot of people that go to Daytona. So. Load up on stickers, start handing some out. There you go. That'll be good, man. Which, if you need stickers completely unrelated and not, you know, an affiliate or sponsor or whatever, but I was just overall impressed with the, the price and the quality. Um, I used Vinyl Disorder for the first batch of these Fulvia stickers. Uh, and they run some really good sales. 
Hill is kind of the first place people think of when they want stickers. If you do some shopping around, there are a live in the sticker mule and the print quality is just as good. Um, I was happy with Vinyl Disorder, didn't have any issues, discount code. Their website is kind of archaic. It's old-ish in its sort of interface and layout. It's kind of odd. Um, but they run specials pretty much constantly, and they're usually pretty good. You can get, I think, um, like, you know, 30% off three-inch stickers or something like that. Um you know, of different die cut squares, circles, whatever. So just shop around. Sticker Mule isn't the end all be all. Sticker Mule is does have nice stuff, but you know, stickers ain't cheap. Um makestickers.com, I think, is another one that I've looked at. I have not used them yet, but their prices were also really good and they looked pretty pretty decent in terms of the print quality. So nice. Always shopping around. So good stuff, man. What's been going on? Uh, some good, some really bad, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I guess I say good, good's a relative term because it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing, I guess. Um, what do we got? My, I guess first off, my Santa Rosa. Um which I'm kind of in actually I'm happy to have more babies that uh, I'm not upset about. Um, But my girl looked really, really good after her first clutch. And I was really happy about that. And I was, you know, cool with just the one. And then I noticed she was gravid again. And I was like, shit. Uh, another clutch of 40 yeah not quite not nearly as many this round um but i was more concerned about her and her health um coming out of it i don't love double clutching i certainly didn't try um by the time i thought it was kind of too late you know i didn't really know that was a such a easy thing to do (laughs) Um, yeah uh, yeah, so luckily she came out of it fine. She's not, she wasn't egg bad. Um, that How was does the second clutch appearance wise look in comparison to the first. Did they look smaller and sort of like wimpier? Not the only, the biggest difference was the clutch. I got 14 eggs, no slugs, all perfect. Every single one had veins, counted them all, looked amazing. Um, second clutch. Had three, and I mean, it was a clutch of 12 total, including the slugs. Yeah. Um, so it was a clutch of 12, three slugs, and then two of the good looking eight now didn't have veins that I could see. Um, so they're incubating way through the one there, anyways, as well, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. If they get really nasty and start affecting the other eggs, it may pull them out. Um, but I mean, as of right now, I'm just gonna let them all ride in there together. Um, but the other, you know, like I said, the nine, there's nine that look, but they all look fine. Yeah. You know, they all, they all look really good. Pretty much just like the other ones. Um, but yeah, other than that really wasn't a difference, you know, other than the, again, the slugs, hmm. um, which, you know, I'm not surprised by being that she gave me 
14. Turns out, I like. I don't think that's. It's pretty middle good, of the road to me. It's a good size clutch, you know. It's not small by yeah. any means, but it's not like oh my god, you know. Um, so, like I said, I mean, it to me it seems pretty average because my yellow rat, my Pasco County girl, gave me um, sixteen eggs, which that seemed pushing a lot to me. Um, but yeah. some of those yellows get. Yeah, but that's the thing. She wasn't a huge. She's not a huge animal. Um, no, you know, she's a good size. Yeah. You know, like he's a, no one's Rico. No one's Rico. Rico. That's right. Um, he's just he's a dumb. Gray girl, um, because, again, she's not a huge animal, but I was not complaining at all, especially how good she looked after it. But that was the thing with the double clutch. She I'm not going to say she looked like complete shit. But she definitely, like, you could tell oh, yeah. now after the second it one, was I was like, okay, she... you're, you look pretty bad. Um, so I let her sit for almost a week, a little more. And then I, yesterday, yeah, yesterday I gave her a small adult mouse. Mm -hmm. um, so what did I, you give her after that first clutch? After the first clutch I gave her just so I get from big cheese and the way they do sizes for like adult mice, it's small adult, adult yeah. jumbo. Um, so I gave her an adult just because she looks so good and the adults really aren't that big. I gave her an adult and then right after the adult, I jumped her, I put her back on to jumbos and I gave her a chick or something, you know, cause I, I alternate a lot. Chicks are going to be probably the main diet moving forward for most of my rats. Um, but I gave her, again, the adult, gave her a jumbo. Then I think I gave her a chick, another jumbo. And then she just not to lay her eggs that week. Or it was some, it's some type of progression like that. Um, so I got her right because that's all I feed my adults is either a chick or a jumbo mouse, you know, yeah. when they're you know, of size. Um, I don't think rat snakes need anything bigger than that since they feed a little bit more frequently than stuff like carpets. Um, so that's what I did. And apparently that was a lot. She wasn't with the male again. You know, this was all just retained sperm. Right. Well, that's uh, why um, I think it was the, I've mentioned it at least the last, I think two episodes or so, but um, Jason Hood at Hood's yeah. episode of, of Cleaver and Cleaver Radio, he mentioned yeah giving females like instead of typically when something lays for me instead of hand adult mouse or like a larger meal right i typically try to go for you know because i have so many rat pups and, and smaller stuff i typically just try to go for smaller stuff yeah get them just get something in them to hold them over until i can sort of work them up to something bigger <clears throat> i didn't do that with that ghost test or a female that laid um adult mouse right um and she's double clutching yeah and so it's really got me thinking because you had that happen with yours um and i'm sure there is something to it i just for some reason i never back when i was a kid in like one of the corn snake books or something that feeding heavy after that first clutch I'm curious and that it makes complete sense. Like if, yeah. if all of a sudden they're like, Oh wait, there's still food happening. There's a lot going on. 
like I can I can crank out another one whether they want to or not, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, and that's basically what Jason Hood said. And you know, and Loafman agreed because he had the same hogs. I think tricolors are a little different from what I'm gathering from listening to their podcast a lot recently. Tricolors are kind of very prolific um as far as eggs go, but with a western hog and it ended up being detrimental to the animal you know um but that's basically what is if you don't want to double clutch because jason was saying he had a corn snake that triple feeding it normally afterwards and me like normally when a snake drops i do give it a small meal like the first feeding but if it looks like it can take something average sized after that then i normally would but again i've only break carpets up to this point i just like with that ghost tester like she laid that first clutch and she looked right second year that i've bred her and after that first clutch she was she looked great like she didn't look deflated she didn't look like absolute garbage like she looked fine and so i was like you know, sort of going off of that as the basis for what I'm going to feed after that first clutch. Um, I was like, okay, you know, she's she looks good. I'm, I don't feel like I'm not too concerned about sort of sending her into freaking shock with all the stuff that's been going on physically for her, you know, the last four weeks. Um, so I went ahead and gave her something large. Um, and I also, I think that's, that's very easy because I had the cyania. She double clutched. Like, didn't matter what you did. You were getting a second clutch. Right. Like, it that, was happening. And I think that's natural. Yeah, and I think it would be that way with tricolors as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just from what I'm gathering about them. So, I think in scenarios like that, it's almost better to feed a little bit more frequently. Maybe still smaller meals, obviously, but mm-hmm. more frequently. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And you want her to have the resources to be able to do that kind of thing. Because that's that goes into understanding the species that you are working with. If it's inevitable, then you need to help them as much as possible. If it's possible for them not to, and you don't want them to, then you need to take the proper steps in order to do that. In my case, at the same time, if like, I don't think, the female would double clutch if the biology like the physiology wasn't there to back it up if that makes sense ovulate again and they're going to have follicles again clearly I have enough to do so So maybe it's not that deal if it's something you're like purposely pushing the hell out of females saying I need more clutches from a single breeding right that I think is pushing it. But if it's one of those things where like this corn who hasn't double clutched for me in the past is now double clutching and it's like, she's in good shape. I'm not really worried about it. I, for some reason I have the suspicion that this second clutch is going to be kind of, kind of weak. Like it's, it doesn't seem as gravity. She was the first round. Like it almost yeah, seems like and- a secondary type of deal where it's like, I might get a couple, like i could tell like especially when she refused food that's when i was like okay i think she's grabbed because i was looking at her there's some uh, i think she might be holding some more you know and um but it wasn't nearly as prominent as the first one the first one she was like 
just huge. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so, you know, it's never, I don't think your second clutch is ever going to be as good as the first one, at least in most cases. Um, but you know, again, that's just a observation from, you know, what I have seen. Um, so now I'm blokey kind of worried that my <laughs> Pasco County yellows going to double up again. Cause she, again, she looked fine after her clutch so i'm like and i fed her a, the same way you a know really interesting sort of experiment to run is like if you had a group of you know four or six females that you were breeding and you take half of those and like as soon as they drop that first clutch you know that first meal is something big and then the other you know you wait same amount of time but you give them something smaller right and see if you get double clutches i mean especially if you can do it in the same species and you're keeping them basically the same yeah um be interesting to it'll kind of be interesting with the grays and yellows because i fed the pasco girl the exact same way i fed mm -hmm. the gray um so it'll be interesting to see if she drops you know and you know maybe something with the gray um you know again i don't i don't i really don't know um but this time around i do not want her to go for three um so i gave her that small meal um and even the first first when i fed her it was by no means a big meal it wasn't a regular meal for her it was just appropriate for right. what i thought after a clutch you know it wasn't like small small but it wasn't a normal meal you know so this time i gave her something small small and i really didn't want to but i thought i was thawing out mice and she was at the top going i was like i can't not like you know it's just it it hurts it hurts me to see snakes like looking for you know obviously with the Dang. carpets yeah obviously with carpets i know like they just they get they get antsy they don't need to eat um but a whole another 12 eggs i was like fuck man so if she got something really small here again in like 10 11 days um and again yeah, give her just... something really small because that that was the consensus is a lot of the episode with uh jason was you know let him sit for you know 10 days two weeks don't give him anything give him a small meal let him sit again small meal then work him back up really slowly gradually you know bring him up um, you know, again, because he said that, you know, three clutches and like that. And he said she just looked like absolute ass afterwards. So that's it's really something I want to avoid. Um, I love that snake and I love that pair so, so much. And I do not want to hurt her anyway. So if I can help it. You know, I, I want to make sure she's good. Yeah. Yeah. Birds, you know, I think they can breed a little bit more consecutively than mm -hmm. things. Um, you know, as far as like back to back years. Um, so, you know, I would like for her to go again next season. So one thing with Calubras, I, I think where a lot of people get in the time frame of is, okay, I need to get this weight back on the girl as soon as possible so she'll be good to go down for yeah. brumation be ready for next year shoot to all right get him back up to feeding size as possible and um you know if that may not be the 
best case scenario if you're looking to breed two years in a row. Since she double clutched, I don't know if if I'll pair her again. Um, I'm gonna get way back on her and brewmate her either way. I don't know if I I'm kinda, gonna pair them up. Yeah, I don't. Um, when it comes to that, I I kind of do it on like a case by case basis sort of right. deal, and I don't like to decide that until. I'm closer to the actual time. Like yeah. when it comes to time to start pulling stuff out of brumation and bringing it back up, that's kind of when I wanted, that's when I sort of determined to, to wait another year or if I think she's okay to go. Um, like there was a Baird's female that I, you know, got a clutch from last year, just that single egg that's head hypo. And she looked rough and she seemed to really struggle to kind of get like maybe I just didn't beef her up enough afterwards. And so I didn't pair her this year, Um, but she's looking really good now. So it's like, you know, I think every, uh, you know, every two years, every other year, it's probably not a bad idea to give females a break, you know, especially if they're on like the older side. Um, Yeah. You know, if they're kind of in their prime, you know, that, three to four year range five years like go for it but i think if you're as you get as they get older you know i kind of take it like slowly sort of retire them if that makes sense and that's kind of my that's always my thought process with carpets you know doing carpets i was gonna do a year on year off you know that was kind of my thought with it um and i still and that's why i played continue breeding those um, but with colubrids, I'm more, I'm probably going to be more of a two years on than a year off type of mm-hmm. schedule. Um, I don't, again, I don't know. It's going to be all dependent. They're all going to get cooled. I'm going to cool them no matter what, whether they breed yeah. or not. You know, I keep things separate, um, which that I'm kind of, kind of wonder if I shouldn't start cohabbing a few things. Um, but again, I don't want them to like breed in pairs. Yeah, you know, kind of do well pairs. I would, I wouldn't do trios, um, but just start cohabbing in pairs. You know, year round. I see more and more people doing it, and more and more people having success. But the problem with that comes into un- breeding when you don't want them to, or when the females obviously not. You know, of see of that's size. the that's the paradox of it though, because right. it's like if the female's ready and her biology says uh we know when i was well this was like not long after we moved here i had a pair of corns together that were i think under two years old and went in there to do a water change or something one day and and that female was gravid and she was small like tiny i was like you know i was a kid so i was like i think i just killed this snake um you know i just had them together because the same thing i was like oh they're you know they're not going to breed they're too they're too small they're too young there's no way i would have to worry about that and i think she laid like a clutch of three or four and one of those eggs was good and one of that egg i incubated and it went the distance no uh... um and ever and that female was fine afterwards you know seemed to Orland at ECW uh, swears that younger females bounce back way better than older in terms of like people would probably skip a year on 
your year of, of growth, not saying that you should rush it or anything like that. But I said with Condros, when I had the Condros together, it's like the female's she's ready, you know, right? Like the biology is going to dictate the given time frame. So, right. I don't know. It's, um, I have the rhinos cohabbed. She had her clutch. She bounced back perfectly. Do you plan on keeping those? I'm together? Them. Yeah. We're on out. Um, haven't seen any interest. From I do think that there is something to like, maybe there's some sort of, you know, hormonal or pheromonal type deal where once they lay, uh, you know, they're not receptive anymore. And the males kind of pick up on that and, you know, if the female was putting out the vibe that she was ready to go, I think the male they lay. I really, I think that they they have some sort of chemical signal that basically you cannot try that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. So, yeah, I don't know because that was my concern. Was like, okay, she's going to lay this clutch. So does that mean the male is going to go right back to trying to get and you know make it happen again? And so far, he hasn't. Like they've pretty much. Ignored yeah. each other's existence. He stays up in his corner and hangs out on his perches. She hangs out in that water bowl of the human hide. Like, and that's kind of it. That wasn't the case when I first put yeah. him in there. I think though, I think the difference with that is going to be, I'm more so worried about it in the fact of like the next year, if I don't think the female is, you know, I'd, I'd I'm not saying I'm not, I, the term ready is a, is, a very, very broad yes. term, you know, like, yeah, she might be ready, but in my eyes, I'd be like, so with cohabbing year round, I'd be more so worried about wanting to give that female the year off. And then Have like, you asked Montross about it. Uh, yeah. I, I talked to him about you, what his you know, what he that. does, what he's had to do is just cause yeah, I think he told me it with his Seminoles this year um the you know, yeah the seminole county yellows they bred so many years in a row and he was like you know i really want to give the females you know i had to separate them yeah. you know so um i mean and that's always an option you know cohab until you really don't want to then put the mail in something well, you, temporary yeah, you hit that window like you, know? so you cool them down and normally you would cohab them you know between you know, july and november you know, fine. And then you roommate him and then you just happen to do same sex cohab right. when you pull them out. You know, yeah, I, co I guess I that's cohab you stuff. Pull them out. Like I'll cohab females together when I hibernate. Put two females in the same tub for brumation to cool right. them down. You know, I don't necessarily, I don't think I did it with any males. I think I just did it with some females because space was tight. Yeah, for me, I brewmated everything by itself because I just I rolled my whole V70 rack just into my garage and put my wide open you know, next season. And, um, you know, I'll, although I do think I'm going to do things a little differently next season so I can put some standalone tubs in there, I think we're going to put an actual like rack in the garage so I can, yeah. you know, put tubs on there. I would like um, to do that more than just kind of stacking them. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I don't like things on the ground personally. In the in my garage, my garage gets a ridiculous amount of bugs and spider webs and roaches and 
you know, I, you know, I haven't noticed like anything the last two or three years that I've done that. And obviously you know, they're I, not as prolific I in the winter. In a sheet with yeah. A sheet, but. yeah. They're obviously not as prolific in the winter, but you know, it's. Yeah. Cobwebs and stuff. And no, I didn't have that issue. Did. Granted, I didn't cool very long, you know, and I think that's why I haven't had success with the Pichuofas, you know, at least with the Brewster County stuff. Um, I, I really didn't cool as long as I wanted to. We had a really weird winter um, this year. I think I'm going to go a little earlier and um, try to cool like for when? the. I'm going to shoot for late December and I'm going to cool for January and February. Um, do it December through February because my garage will get hot, man. What like my garage will get hot on those hot days, man? Because to come to that's why I'm saying, like, end of December, you know, beginning of December, I still I don't trust it, man, you know, because we'll get that week long period of 80 degrees. And what's your room at on a daily basis? 78. Yeah, I know, but it's it doesn't help for <laughs> what I'm saying is it doesn't help for the brumation aspect. You know I what think, I mean? You know, like, I, at this point, it probably doesn't matter. I don't think realistically, I think it's. I think temperature things is like I look at it and like there's three parts that that all play a hand in in successful brumation. I think food or lack thereof. I think light cycle is a big one, and then temperature is there. But well, let me let me ask so much, you. There's so much leeway I think with temperatures because right. and having, obviously we. With that in mind, now I've never heard of anybody doing this. This is just me and my weird brain constantly thinking about shit. Say we put down beginning of December and you get a week of or two weeks of 80 degrees. What would you think about giving them a very small meal? Because if you think in the wild and woods, they go down because, you know, it's cold. They're going to go hide mm -hmm. away somewhere. On that 70, 80 degree day, they're probably going to come out and look for something. You know, eat, probably go back under. You know, I highly doubt they're staying down because I have I have found snakes in January. Well, I mean, we know December. for sure it's not like up north where it is a very consistent like dend up from, right. you know, October to, you know, the end of March or whatever it might be up there. Like down here, yeah, like you can go out on a warm enough January day and still see racers and stuff moving around. Right. Um, I mean, hell, there's even like weeks, the week of Christmas, sometimes we'll still see that's, Green and Oles running around. That's what around. I'm saying. Like the week, that's why I usually wait till after. I, I would like to wait till after Christmas because I know it's going to be cold in January. Uh, that, the highest it'll get in January is normally high 50s. Maybe I still low just, 60s I think on a warm, it's warm the day. combination. It's the, the, the photo period, which I think I've said it before, I think photo period plays a major role in brumation. I agree. Like, you know, I, I fully agree. That's why. So for my my garage has a window, like right, it would be right mm -hmm. here on yours. I put tin foil over it to completely like it. black it out. Yeah, <laughs> it, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but I knew that would do more than just putting, you know, a thick blind on it, you know, and I didn't want it to get covered in cobwebs and shit. So I just put, I taped up tinfoil over that sucker and it worked great. You know, it was very dark in there. Um, I still have it up actually. I never yeah. took it down. 
Um, but that worked great for, you know, to keep it completely dark in there. I never turn on a light when I have rodents for all the stuff in the main room. I use my flashlight and just sit on the edge of my thing. And See, I'll still come in here when stuff's brewmate and take the sheet off and, like, check on everybody, top off water bowls, whatever. Yeah, I know. I still did you know, waters. I don't worry about that. Yeah, but... I did waters weekly, but I used the light. You know, I yeah. used the flashlight or my phone, and that's how I did everything mm -hmm. in there. I definitely, like, normally this light just stays on. Like the ceiling light, but right. during the winter months when I am cooling stuff, like if they're in here and they're not in the closet, uh, which if even if they are in the closet, I keep the light off and I make sure Katie knows to like keep the light off because sometimes right. we have a habit of leaving it on. But in here, if they're in here and in their closet, I turn it off, you know, whenever possible. And I don't think it's not necessarily like complete darkness that they're in because obviously we still podcast and stuff in here when they're brewmating and, right. you know, they do get some light. I think they don't have to have like complete definitely much more limited having bred the bears without even cooling them really like officially cooling them and just having them in the room um you know put them in the bottoms of the racks and let them naturally get to you know upper 60s right uh and then having the window there to where they're the days are naturally shorter uh, which naturally limits the like the photo period naturally is is different because it is winter. I think that's enough. That was enough to trigger it because right. I mean I bred them successfully with no issue. I'm sure you could do that with corns. Um, and I really think it just depends on you know where the nat animal naturally occurs. You know I think our you don't have to do as long or as intense, you know, and that's kind of why I prefer to wait, you know, and just do a shorter period. Um, this week they were only, or this year they were only down for a month, month and a half ish, you know, and obviously the Santa Rosas were absolutely fine. They did. Yeah. They did great. The pines and the. Not so much, but I do wonder if those don't need to be a little bit more uh, of a mature species. I'm sure um, they do. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'm thinking that maybe they just might need another. I know the, I know the um, at least the females, because I know the male. He tried. Yeah, I know he it tried. never <laughs> seems to be the males. Issue. Yeah, like, the it's males always the issue. The it's males, always known that the males can go a little younger. I feel like you, know. you, you wouldn't even have to cool the males ninety yeah, percent of the time. Not. You know, they'd still uh, they'd yeah. still find a way for spermatogenesis and to be you know completely fertile and ready right. to go. But yeah, and again, you know, I always wonder that like you know what happens on those warm days. You know, should on the random warm day in the mm -hmm. winter do you open up the window have them a really small food item and kind of make no, it like see, that i wouldn't give yeah, them any food i, I don't want to you know but if i, I know if i to. my issue is if i know it's going to be warm for the next two weeks but i've already put them down what's that gonna do you know, is that going to negatively affect them in their system somehow? You know, rat snakes, I wouldn't worry about as much, but I'm more worried about the pituophis having a much higher metabolism. See, um, I mean, the I guess the other side of that is also the concern of if the weather's wacky enough to all of a sudden flip to 80 degrees, you know, what happens if you feed them and then within the next 48 hours it drops back down to the 50s exactly. again and now it's like... Exactly. Now and I have to warm them up and keep them warm and for an extra week or so until they're right. fully digested. Two days, they're good to go, you know. Right. Like whatever. And that's what I mean. 
spend my grand. I probably wouldn't do it. I know I not probably. I I'm I'm not going to do that. But it's just you know things that I think about for a more naturalistic, you know, thing. You know, yeah, I don't know. I say hold the line. them. You know, like I'd keep mine down. I would. You know, I'm not going to adjust anything unless we're talking about like abnormally hot. Right. You know, then I would be a little more concerned. But so far, I have yet to see like it's warm to us because it's winter. And obviously, it's going to be warm to them because it's. Um, but I do think even if we're talking like low to mid 70s, maybe over 75 every now and then, you know, that's still cooler than what they would typically be kept at. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's just, yeah. yeah. I think if it's, you know, a couple of days, it's not going to hurt. I guess I'm talking about like a week long period yeah. in December that it can be, you know, 70, 70 degrees on Christmas day. Exactly. But I guess the good thing about the garage is like, it'll stay colder in the garage mm -hmm. longer. You know, I don't think it got over like 65, mm -hmm. but again, I was cooling in January. You know, there was a day I went in there on a cold, cold day and it was like 45 degrees in there. You know, I was temp gunning the snakes and there was, they were you know, below 50 and yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's too cold, you so know, like just above freezing like in the you know the 30s to maybe yeah, low that, 40s yeah, I don't know. if it stays that way for several days i get a little concerned and right. then i might do something but if it's only like a night or two they're fine yeah. like they'll be okay they're, they're tough animals if, if they yeah. were that fragile they'd all be extinct <laughs> yeah no yeah i agree and i went as far as buying a little you know oil filled heater mm -hmm. and if it got cold, cold put it right next to the rack and just kind of let it see i don't yeah and that's that was something up. i wanted to do and something i do need to actually probably get um maybe i can get them cheaper now because it's not cold um, yeah, definitely but can. have one on hand a i wanted one for the rats and mice when it gets cold cold yeah and then b having maybe even another one here to where if we do get that weird week of like where it's, it's a like freeze, freezing right um just have something, you know, even if it's four or five feet away from the stack, just to keep the ambient temperature around right. the stack warmer than freezing. Yeah. You know, then I'd, I'd be okay. But and again, that, yeah, that's it exactly got a little, what I did. It know. got a little hairy over winter. It got cold. cold snaps. It got like, cold. It's going to suck. But yeah, we could all solve this issue by just having a cooler to keep things in. Problem solved. Yeah. And that's what Montrose does. He's got steady, a steady 55 boy. He's Keep got going. a refrigerator that's rigged up on a thermostat yep. that works really well. Now I would love to do the wine cooler thing, but the issue with the wine coolers is they're wide enough for a bottle of wine, which isn't that wide. <laughs> so well, you'd have to get like the, the one my dad had, which was like a restaurant grade. Right. Like that thing was taller than me. I mean, I'm six, four, like that thing was, it was no. you know, he'd put adult, uh, Alterna in you know 15 quart maybe something in between that and a six whatever and he'd keep them in there at 55 and he had the front covered with a, a piece yeah. of um, like construction sheet or something plastic he could still lift that up and check on things when he needed to right but, 
that is something man when he got rid of that i didn't even think about it he's like you need this and i was like no nah, i'm good what and then because i offered didn't, it dude to i didn't, didn't even it? think about it because i was like i'm trying to think if we were even here yet or if i was still with doug i don't think you were here yet because part of that was like where the hell do i put it the thing's massive it's heavy right transporting um, it would have been a bitch and a half but now dude i'm kicking myself so so bad that thing Damn. would have come in handy reason of like when it gets oddly warm in winter you don't have to worry about that when you have a, a giant fridge that's no. you can set to 55 and just yeah. let it go you know yeah and, but that's the thing with the wine coolers is finding one deep enough you know i would really only need it deep enough to be able because like that's the thing like Rat snakes, they're a little bit more compact, but those big pituophis, you know, I can all the smallest I could brewmate them in is like a 32 quart. That's I Even still that's, that's what I brewmate the adult beards and corn. I think with the big pines, you know, that's pushing it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't you know, that's why I just rolled the whole rack out there. It just made it easier than tubbing them all. Keep them all at, you know, a solid fifty-five. Right. And they'd get tubbed in 32 and you know but your average wine cooler you can buy no no sideways no. you know obviously never long ways but i'm talking like or sideways. If, it, if they do have one it's one of like the freaking lamborghini thousand dollars expensive and yeah has a bunch of stuff you don't need i'm probably still gonna end up getting one for like hog noses mm -hmm. um because you know adults you can fit them in six right to, no. 15 quarts and you know those will six quarts will fit in those no problem adult males, no problem yeah adult males adult females i wouldn't want to stick in a six quart just for the sake of them flipping over a water dish or something um but i don't know right now the garage works you know if we were in south florida i think i would have more of an issue um and the need to look into something more artificial um but here i think we get just enough of a cold snap for you know most of the stuff that it also why i don't keep stuff that needs to get cold cold you know um for an extended period granted i do have the fox snakes i think yeah basically everything else i've got is more southeastern or at least southern so it's not really as much of an issue speaking uh, of hog noses there was a post on Instagram the other day that kind of made me roll my eyes. I guess it says, uh, been checking on this girl to lay two times a day, and today I find eight fertiles and mom with a belly full of the rest of the clutch she ate. <laughs> this is the second time she's done this. No big deal. Just a couple grand of project animals gone. LOL. I'm It was like that's that's the first concern is now I'm you know thanks a lot I'm out of a couple grand that I didn't even have to begin with. <laughs> so are you really out that money if you didn't have it? I don't know. I think yeah, you could no. say she ate a couple grand worth of babies, you know, type of thing. Um, I just, I, even then, it's like. Uh, 
you didn't have any issues with your incubator. You didn't have any issues with the fertility. And you, the you didn't that, have any issues you know, with the animals like hatching and, you know, make, I don't know. It just, to me, it was, like, I agree. I understand being looking a little, at it all wrong, but I, I understand being a little bit like, you know, dude, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Um, but you know, it, like if the Jansen and I did that, where I finally got a decent clutch and I come to find she ate them all. Like, yeah, I'd be pissed. <laughs> You'd be a little, but pissed. I'd be more pissed just because of the fact that it's like I've been trying so damn hard to get eggs out of those things, and it's like this is how, like, this is the right. biggest middle finger you could possibly give me. Yeah, instead and of instead of like, like man, I could have sold those for a thousand dollars a piece, man. Right. Shit. Yeah, that's, and that just like goes into the whole, you know, are you doing this for money or are you doing this because you love it? You know, and that's. Which I'm sure those people are. I don't. I'm not familiar with the people that posted it. I don't. I don't know them. But at first glance, I was just like, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's your that's your first concern. Like, okay, it's kind of like the instead know, of I, man. I wonder if my, there's something wrong with my female. Maybe she's not <laughs> getting enough calcium. Maybe she's yeah. not getting enough of X, Y, or Z. Like, I should probably look into that, and maybe the problem will stop. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, instead of looking into why, you know, I would understand it more with a king snake. You know, I would expect that. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but then there were some comments on it where people were saying like their females have done the same thing, and maybe it's just because hog noses are dumb as hell. I think it, it, in that case, I would probably keep a camera on your snakes and notice as soon as she's done laying, go and yoink her out of the friggin' tub and get those eggs. You know, they're gonna do what they want to do. Yeah, snakes are gonna snake. Snakes gonna snake, baby. Yeah, um, yeah. As far as um, a very shitty update that I really hate to say, um, I am beyond sad about it. Um, that female. What? Yeah. Um, so, um. To say I'm upset is a bit of an understatement. It really shot me down, kind of ruined my 4th of July. She was six. Okay. So. Too young. Yeah, there were some red flags after feeding. There, frankly, there were red flags as soon as I got her. Um, but I was hoping for the best. After she fed, she gave me some really weird poops. Um so, needless to say, she was taken to uh, a vet and pooler um, to oh, get. Oh, did you take it down there? Yeah, I took it down there to get sent off to UGA for um, a necropsy and crypto testing and you know all that jazz. What was the process for setting that up? Like, it wasn't much. Um, like, if someone wanted to do that and they have a vet that's able, to, like, is it just a matter of like driving it down? Mm -hmm. do you, like, did you hit them up beforehand saying, "Hey, yeah. can you send this off?" To, like, I called them because I didn't know if I needed to make an appointment mm -hmm. or anything. Um, did you freeze it? You didn't freeze it beforehand, or I did, did you? I did. Okay. Um, just for the night. Um, I don't know if that will kill the crypto or not. I did ask Chris, and he said, "You know, it, it probably shouldn't. not, dude. That's yeah, because if if it's bleach. if it's in, <laughs> yeah, because I know free, but freezing temperatures do kill crypto. But I think it's more of a surface level kind of thing, like equipment, tubs, mm -hmm. things like that. Freezing temperatures will kill crypto. Um, freezing, I, if I remember correctly, talking to Loafman, um, freezing temperatures, direct sunlight, 
the high percentage hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Those are the main things. Um, so she only froze overnight. Um, I triple bagged her and put her in the freezer, brought her in a cooler to my vet. But I did call them prior to just the day of to see if I needed to make an appointment. And mm -hmm. it really was just, you know, bring her in and we'll send her off to UGA. They said they could do a broad necropsy right. um, and they could test for crypto. But if I wanted in a much more accurate crypto test that they could send it to UGA. Um, so that's what I went with. That's it was the avian and exotics vet. In yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I've heard nothing but great things yeah, about that. I've I, never had anybody tell me the, yeah. you know, the handful of people that I know that have gone there. Um, had anybody tell me they had a bad experience. They are my new vet. I yeah. was not super pleased with our local one. Last time I went, um, lots of unanswered stuff and I, and I'm not knocking any vets that would do this, but I love it. Um, I get it. That needs to be a thing sometimes, but you know, because they're that's the thing with the pooler one. They are, they are an exotic vet. Yeah, that's, that's what like they do. They are avian and exotic. On that. Yes, yeah. the one here just took in. Yes. So my, like I'm not thing. talking bad about them or anything. It's just I got a lot more good vibes from the pooler people. So they're going to be my new vet. Um, granted, I don't, I kind of meant to ask because stuff I keep is illegal in Georgia. I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, um, so yeah, she's getting sent off to UGA for a proper necropsy and testing. And, Did they uh, say how long that was going to take? Uh, no. They said they would call me when they got results. I was, I'm hoping that she shipped out same day. Um, I mean, I'm sure they would. Yeah, they because they said bring her in. Want to sit on it? Yeah, they said bring her in before five o'clock if I want oh, okay. her shipped out same day. Uh, time their shipment mm -hmm. would go out. So I don't really know. I'm kind of leaving it. You know, waiting till I get a phone call. Um, I mean, just the fact that they said, you know, we can do this, but if you want something much more sort of hardcore send it you know we'll send it to these people like that says a lot they could just as easily have been like yeah we'll do one sure, yeah be, you know, charge me the bucks, same amount and whatever yeah and if that was the other thing it was not cheap um i i don't retrospect you know it was 300 bucks to get it she didn't lady didn't know if there would be additional charges uh um Luckily, well, I mean, if it was by weight, that explains it because that's huge. <laughs> Luckily, I have a I have a care credit card, which anybody who has a lot, I would suggest look into that. Care credit is for specifically medical and vet bills, so I got oh. one specifically for vet bills for if I didn't have the funds and it just money prior to this happening so i didn't have the funds is the interest on rate me. ridiculous though um no no it's not it's, it's not bad no it's not it's <laughs> nowhere near that um but I'll i i pay i pay used it for you know i've had it for years now i haven't had any amount of money on it for years because use it i haven't had right. to use it until now but again luckily it was one of those things like okay i'm glad this is you know on hand um so you know 
definitely look into that if you don't have you know a ton of funds always laying around like me um you know i've never heard of that i didn't even know you had that yeah care that's, credit baby not yeah. a, i'm not i'm not one to suggest people yeah, get credit cards. i do not suggest I credit cards think I, credit cards people it is such a bad decision because yes. i made that decision when i was young saying i'll get one i'm still paying for and it. i'll pay it <laughs> off 10 years later yeah paid the card off yeah. ran it back up again yeah. paying it off again currently yeah that, like, that's that's me if right you're now. not good with money credit cards are you can do pray you avoid uh, if it's something like that it's specifically specific for, for vets yeah. and stuff you can't like use that it, i'm not i'm not as opposed to you can't use it for anything else you can use it for medical bills and you can use it for vet bills and even with that though before you apply for one or get one i would check with your local vet and make sure they accept it because not all vets accept it um and not all places accept it so check with your local places first before they, do you they say apply. do they have like a directory on their website at all or anything that tells you i just called them called, like in network Nah, not that i saw um because i'm pretty sure it just said check with your local whatever okay. so whenever i because i know the place here took it and mm -hmm. then the place in pooler when i called them i made sure to ask i was like y'all accept care credit she's like yeah no problem at all so it was she no problems on that it was. like oh a credit card yeah sure okay. yeah no so that helped me out a lot with that. Um, so in the meantime, uh, the male's doing fine. He's great. He, um, he's going to get tested anyways, just for mm -hmm. sake of it. You know, luckily he's in quarantine. Um, this is why we quarantine. Huh? This is why we quarantine. This is exactly why we quarantine. Um, so we'll see. Um, it's very, very disappointing. Um, I was over the moon about that project. Um, granted, I do have Florida pines, but these were county specific, you know, in Florida, Southern pines. So it was heartbreaking to say the least. Um, so I don't really know where to go from here. Probably get a lone mail to somebody who just wants a yeah. really cool pit. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there who just want a cool pit, but can't it really would be cool to see see Floridas or Southerns or whatever they're you know they are be just as beloved as the other stuff. Like yeah, they're not yeah. as flashy and they're definitely not as pretty. But I love them, man. There was nothing. Mine are awesome. There was nothing that wasn't stunning about that girl. Yeah, like no, she was sure. just absolutely. You know, and it's not just it's not one of those things like oh I lost money. It's one of those like a absolutely beautiful specimen of it i saw it with my own eyes yeah, is no longer on this planet and it's just it definitely doesn't help though the money does not help no that's but that's not salt in the wound you know overall i just felt i felt so honored to it's my child uh, hello what is it? The Jake. Uh, I'm okay. I got nicotine oh. in my mouth. Oh. Yeah. There you cool. go. I think I think one is too. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Russian roulette. Yeah.
I'm going to try this bad boy right now with a cigar, boy. But just give us some. No, yeah, that's good. Hi, have a good night. See you later, Mop. Leave the mic. I apologize. Uh huh. Now Archie's hanging out with us. Yeah. Hey, Archie. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like, yeah, like again, the money aspect because they they were cheap sticks by any stretch of the imagination, you know. But it was just the fact that you know I felt I felt so honored and um, just appreciative to be able to have that animal, and I was so excited. You know, ripped away from you it was so it is what it is um unfortunately it's a part of the hobby and it's probably the worst part of this hobby you know um losing everyone's animals. gonna deal with it at one point or another yeah it's gonna happen thing so yeah i'm kind of in limbo right now of what to do um gonna try and you know i'm gonna test the mail make sure he's good and keep him for a little while longer to locality male that doesn't really I don't understand care to breed. why southerns are really all like expensive considering that there's so few people that are really inter like there's not I mean that's I don't why. think there's a ton of interest in them really in the in the loop as far as what's happening in right. the pit world but southerns have never seemed to be super popular and I don't so think I you're don't know why people I don't think you're generic people just a southern pine snake but again it's one of those things like they're a little northern you know they're really not unless it's locality specific because you don't see that you really don't see many locality specific southerns available so it's one of those they are a little bit pricier but your generic normal southerns from a morph breeding those are probably going to be about the same. um so nothing crazy but again pine snakes are just expensive period you know, Jan and I are on pits. the lower end of the spectrum on that, and which, which is surprising, blows my mind. Um, but you know, I think generically they're just as expensive as you know northerns. But when you get into the the county locality specific, a little up there. Um, but again, that's not why I'm upset. I'm just you know, it it just sucks. Um, so. Yeah, it it is what it is, and this go, also goes to show of just there's something to be said for buying babies. Um, you know, I don't like buying adults, and this just kind of set that in stone for me. Um, after this, I'm probably never gonna get an adult pair of snakes unless it's from somebody that I again, not that this person was not trustworthy. I didn't know them personally. Um, they had a very good reputation, and I'm not talking bad about them what's whatsoever. Um, this is more so just like a, it's just an acclimation thing because that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Is she didn't do well in shipping, um, you know? She didn't do well once I fed her, you know. She didn't acclimate well because she was an older animal, and I think that's kind of why she crashed. Um, so it's just there's something to be said for buying babies. I'm not saying don't get a cool pair of adults if you know that there's there's always there's always that I've had no problems acclimating babies, you know, from many 
couples I have had my, you know, fair share of not doing well. Um, so something to be said for that. Again, not knocking your adults if you have adults for sale, you know. And I think with colubrids and pituophis specifically, I think adults are harder because pituophis don't ship well, period. You know, babies are adults. You know, they, they're very, they get very um, stressed out. Just like anything does, but I think pits crash a little easier. So change as well. Yeah. Just, you know, keep that in mind. Like me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, big bummer. Um, but we move on. Get on with our take it in stride. Yeah, take it in stride. You just gotta take the hit to the chest and keep on rolling. You know the old out. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. And how horrible your 10 sequels are. Yes. In a series. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's really all that's um, been going on with me the last. The pit thing just had literally just happened. I found her dead on the fourth. Um, Happy birthday, America. Yeah, right. One of your most majestic animals in the country is no longer here. So, but yeah, the, like I said, the male, the male's fine. He's crushing. He's crushing mice, man. Like he, I give him, I gave him two extra large adults the other day. That dude is full of piss and freaking vinegar, dude. He is just he is a firecracker. Maybe um, that anger. <laughs> it is fuels what deters, them. Yeah, deters the health yeah. issues. It's like those people that are like 98 and they've been smoking like two packs a day since they were 10. And like that's what's keeping them going because the moment you tell them to stop smoking and they do, like their body goes into shock. <laughs> and that's what kills them is the withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's He has nothing but hatred. He's a really cool animal. There's still part of me that's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just keep him. You know, but again, like I'm, I'm at a point where I have, I have too much stuff to just have things just because. You can't just have stuff to enjoy it. What the fuck? I'm not saying you can't, <laughs> and I do enjoy him, but it's like I have a lot of other pits to enjoy. So I'll put it this way: if he doesn't sell, I'm not gonna be mad. I will gladly hang on to him. But if somebody else can take him and really enjoy him then i would gladly move him along just you know for the sake of space and stuff you know so it'd be what it be man gotta gotta keep her moving still got all my rat snakes that keep me more than happy so i was talking to all that matters i was talking to chris today so i was I, speaking of that i, I want to I, I have a question for you if you had kind of two ends of the spectrum, you know, as far as colubrids, you know, pick two species that you could keep. If you, if, if somebody came to you and was like, you cannot have any snakes other than two species, what, the, what would they be? Of colubrids? I will say of anything, but yeah, we'll say colubrids specifically. Rhinos. And you can have two. More rhinos. Just rhinos. But you can have two and you're still just going to pick rhinos. No, it'd, it'd be rhinos and corns, I think. Rhinos and corns. Yeah. Well, oh. Aha. <laughs> I would think it would be rhinos and corns for you. Rhinos, definitely. It's the it's the second pick that 
is tough because corns, I love corns because of the simplicity. Yeah. All the cool combinations and things you can play with, like the options. But then the Jansen eye. Yeah, there's the Jansen eye. Oh, the Jansen eye. That's a tough one. I'd probably yeah. end up having to flip a coin. <laughs> like if I could have more Jansen eye. Yeah. And like space wasn't really wasn't a wasn't an object. And probably Jansen Eye. You know, really? Maybe just True Gun, like Oxycephalum and Jansen Eye. Yeah. I don't know. I do want to get some Oxys. Like, I feel like I have to, you got to kind of have both. It's almost like a green tree emerald thing. Like, you can't just have green trees I mean, you had and not have trees. emeralds. I want emeralds eventually. Yeah. Like, you know, like one or two, nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. I was talking to Chris today. And I told him if I could have just two species of snake, it would be. Janai, North Mexican pines, and yellow rats. If I could combine just the obsolete stuff, I would because I love all. Uh, technically, they're all the same now. I mean, so, depending on who you ask. Yeah, if you ask me, they're not the same. But yeah, if you ask taxonomy, then they are. If you so, ask science. Yeah. So for me, it would be obsolete and Janai, hands down. But if I had to get particular, it would be yellow rats and Janai. Because, dude, I just, oh. Listening to Chris's episode of Kluber and Kluberoid, man, I just, uh, just, oh. I still have to finish it. I fucking love Janai, man. Too much Pituovis talk. I love, dude. Asleep behind the wheel. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Like, oh, it's not just Pituovis talk. It's I know Janai talk. Janai are oh, just, okay. they are the bees freaking needs, man. I the bees 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 needs bees knees needs whatever the fuck. I love them so much. They're such just perfect, perfect little snakes. Ooh, so I, I have to get your opinion on this, okay? No. Oh. I have been given the green light on a squam or I have well, okay, I won't say or because I haven't Ooh. even put it on the table as an option, but Ooh. I was like, if not a squam, then like two pygmies. But they come at a cost. And that cost is either a baby <laughs> or a boat. <laughs> oh, God. Um... What do you freaking choose? Honestly, I'm much more leaning towards the baby. Because there's nothing about a boat that I want anything to do with. And it's not that I don't enjoy the water. I do. But I know the one person who's going to have to be driving the damn thing while someone else sits on the bow and sips uh. on, on <laughs> seltzers. <laughs> and the one person who's going to be bringing it home, flushing the engine, scrubbing it down, washing it down, <laughs> taking care of it, making sure it's run in the winter. Well, all that stuff is going to rely solely on me. So I feel like even if, if if those are my two options, I need to I need to be going for more. Like what I'm getting out of the deal needs to be so to be considerably. This is this is my my take. If I wanted said squams or pygmies, 
and it was one or the other, I just wouldn't get squamber pick squamber pick piece. That's me. Now, what if, would you're, you get? if you're asking me, I mean, I, I'm saying like I would choose none of the above. I'd be like, okay, I, I just won't get oh, squamber pigs. Call it a draw. Like, yeah. Be, okay. Fair enough. That we're not the doing. Negotiation we're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not doing any of this. Now, if you're asking me if I would take a boat or a baby, I would probably take a boat. But the thing with that is there's a whole lot more that goes into boats than people. You can't just, if you don't know how to operate a boat, you can't just jump in a boat and run. You will destroy that thing. You have to learn how to trailer it. You got to learn how to drive it. You know, it's not like driving a car. Water works in a lot of weird ways. You got to learn how to dock it. You got to learn how to trailer it. You got to learn how to run a trailer. You got a vehicle to be able to pull a trailer. Depending on the boat, y'all's SUV, I mean, your SUV could pull a trailer more than likely, but a small boat couldn't have a big boat. It, it wouldn't be, be a big boat. I promise yeah, you that. At would first, have I was like, what boat. are we talking about? Like, if I get you a kayak, does that count? <laughs> Keller mentioned a John boat. Neither of those are good enough. She's like, you know what I'm talking about. And she means like, a little you know 15 foot like bay boat or something yeah a little 15 footer wouldn't be bad um but you'd have to you'd want to go get a captain's license you know not maybe not necessarily a captain's license but you'd want to get some type of certification you know you have to get some type of certification there there's like a boater certification Mm -hmm. course you'd have to get um but then it's like it's another like property tax like south carolina you pay every year you pay property tax on your vehicles Right. And boats would, in, would be included in that. And so I'm like, I don't want to have to do that. And then it's just the overall thing of like, you, there's no such thing as like a quick ride in the boat. No. It's a whole process. No, it's you a whole process. Load it up. You got to take it down to the ramp. You got to put it in. You got to park your car, go back to the boat, get on the boat, go on your ride, come back, load it back up on the trailer, get home. Like I said, flush the engine, wash it because it's salt water. Yeah, you got to wash like, it. If it were like a freshwater thing, like up in Columbia, you know, with the lakes and stuff, like, sure, I wouldn't have an issue then. But that saltwater man just wreaks havoc on on engines and stuff. And I just honestly, I guess it's that bad to where it's like I would rather have a baby. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard like to it's say because you know what boat you know what boat stands for. Bust out another thousand. That's what both stands for. Well, Boats are money pits. Babies, other thing. Babies are also money pits, but they're more of an investment. <laughs> In what? Free labor at a certain point. <laughs> it pays for itself. No, no, it absolutely does not. Um, but you I've know, I've never I talked mean, to anyone it's... that owned a boat and didn't hate it and slash or regret it no i i know my buddy that i fish with pretty regularly um this is why i have friends with boats that's also what i, I what love I'm told is like the best I boat love, is someone else's. yeah i love being on the boat i love being on a boat i love being on the water i love fishing to death there's a reason i don't have a boat i grew up on boats my dad used to have a couple boats just wasn't i love being on them but i my girlfriend's the same way she wants a boat real bad but i'm like i got friends with boats well part of me just yeah like i'm, I'm like not. you don't, don't but, but my buddy loves his boat 
He loves fishing. He's if passionate about it. If you're out in it He's all out. the time yeah. and like that's what you do and you're like a charter guy, like that I get. If it's part of your living and your income, like absolutely. Right. It doesn't even have to be a part of your income. Some people just really absolutely but love it, you know. But it is I expensive. Have the very sneaking suspicion that she is completely unaware of how much work is involved in those damn things. My and buddy, how little you're actually going to use it after that first like three months. After the initial love. The honeymoon is, phase, once that's over. Yeah. And then you just see it and you would just get yeah. angry every time you'd look at it. That's how it was with my dad. You know, we got it. We got, he got his second boat. This and is great until it's we were not. in it. We were out there as much as we could. Then it sat a long time. And, you know, it was one of those things. Um, Darren, my buddy's a huge fisherman. And that's, you know, that's just his, his fishing is our snakes. You know, which he, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, and he loves it, but he's got a small boat. He's got a little Mako. It's like 16 foot. And, it's great for what he does. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things. Boats are great. Boats are fun, but boats are expensive. My buddy just had to put a new motor on his boat. Ten grand. I cry for him. Yeah, it was not cheap. But again, that was his. That's what he does. What the hell are you doing? A little stabber. Yeah, I'm getting down to the getting bougie over getting here. Getting a little hot. I'm getting a little bougie over here. You know, so as I'm thinking maybe I should go for like a squam and like an insularis or something. Nothing crazy. So I don't like that's the thing. This like, would be this would be my I, my if if you're sold on doing one, I'd be like, okay, I'll give you a child or a boat, but it's not just one squam. It's whatever squam I want when I want it. Black squam. It's all the squams, you know. Really, or it's a tiger over a black. It's one of those things. It's not going to be okay. I can have one. It's going to be I can get these whenever I so choose. Obviously, within measures. I don't. Being safe so if I, do I don't get, think you want a whole room of squams. If I do but, get back into venomous, I'm not going. I'm not breeding. I'm not yeah. selling. I'm not dealing with any of that. Yeah, I don't no. know how guys do it. Like, just imagining and seeing the morons online that have venomous, and then think like seeing the ones that that act like complete idiots, yeah, and do stuff they're not supposed to, and then you being the guy that provided them that animal to give them the right. opportunity to do that shit. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're like you're not gonna know what's going to happen behind closed doors. Like people can be very good at the end of the day, presenting it's not themselves your as something fault. they're not, but I just yeah, breeding, like, especially if you're dealing with like smaller stuff like that, like pygmies right. and insularis and squams, like tiny, tiny, tiny babies that are going to be a pain to feed and get started. And my fingers are huge. They're small. Like <laughs> your fat finger. that. But I don't there. like, I don't want any, Lapids. I have zero desire to keep yeah, no. any mambas or cobras or anything like that. Um, you know, death adders would be kind of the only exception to that. But oh god, I love death adders. But dude. Still, Fuck. even those, I'm like, they're cool, but I don't have too much interest in keeping them. I so if I get something like I said, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like I said, I'd be happy with like one or two pygmies. Like I'd be good. Yeah. Perfect. Nothing, nothing too wild, you know. I don't want a massive diamondback. I don't want a cane break. I don't like. If I could have those things, I totally would. But in terms of like, if I'm this limited, like I'm gonna right. keep it. I just some something to scratch the itch. You know. I would say pitch. I get a squam and two pygmies. 
and I'll give you a boat. Even like eyelash, an eyelash would be would be yeah. on there. Do all you know? four. Get an eyelash. Get a squam. Two pygmies. That's that's the deal. That's that that's the if you are going to do one of those two, I would not settle for one squam or two pygmies. I would settle for. I mean, does that I'm also get... make me an idiot for being like? That's a fair trade. Yes. Okay. Part I, of like it's like, said, nah, man, it's good. Like, perfect. That's all you want. Hey, it's all you, you know, need. It's a fair trade if you're that, happy. That kid's a lifelong <laughs> commitment. See, and that's why I said, if it's one or the other, I'd take the boat. Because if it gets tired, you can sell a boat. You ain't selling no kid. So. But the boat, the boat, like, then there's, like, the whole title thing. Oh, come on. That's just. There's just all no, that, that's There's easy. all the other crap the, it's that you just got to deal with. It's the uptake and the responsibility of title having Title transfers a boat. and. That vehicle identification numbers. Oh my gosh. Just, that's that's all. That's all. Like that's how much I don't want to vote. Is that I'm I'm seriously that's considering silly. having another child, child to avoid not getting a damn boat. Well, let me ask that's you. That's how this. much I let don't me, want. Let one. me ask you this, Smitty. Do you want another kid? Like, is that something future? I don't not is want that another something one. Future Smitty would want. Like, if it was know? one of those things, where it wasn't planned and it just like happened. I wouldn't be upset. Right. Like, obviously I'd be like, okay, cool. Like yeah. I'm little, on the fence little, about little it. Mini Smitty running around. Well, that's, I'd see oddly. That's part of the problem too. For me <laughs> is like my sister has girls. Right. And I know like my dad would absolutely kill for a grandson. And so I feel like this weird obligation weight to like <laughs> I have that. And like, Knowing that the like the family line would die with me, <laughs> I don't. It's really weird. I can't explain yeah. it, but I feel this like weird thing where it's like it's like for generations and generations, like this is where it's gonna stop. I mean, granted, my sister, like you know, she's the genetics are all still there. I don't. It's a, such a stupid thing to even have it play any sort of factor in this decision. But for me, I'm like, I can't just let it like. The Smith I name can't it. just die with me. I get know? it. You know, like the like I have. But then I watch have, we do it, and we're gonna have a, a another girl. Right. And I'm gonna be like, well, not that I would be upset, but I'd just be like, damn it, damn it. <laughs> no, and like I kind of had this conversation with my dad the other day. Granted, like there are brats in Wisconsin that have little boys being raised up, but you know, I told my dad the other day, I was like, you know. I really don't know if I ever really want kids, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay. Like, you know, I used to like be like, yeah, you know, one day I, you know, I really want a kid. Now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And my dad was like, Oh man, you gotta, you gotta have a legacy, man. You know, something, something. I'm like, what? I don't. Yeah. And I mean, I understand that, but legacy. I also don't think a child is necessarily like no. the answer to that. Cause yeah. like, I'm sure that's not exactly what you know Jeffrey Dahmer Charles oh Manson's parents were thinking when they had them you know but like I'm gonna leave my legacy behind it's like shit some legacy I don't know man all in all you just gotta you gotta ask yourself you know and, and at the end of the day if you know that one day you wouldn't mind having kids then yeah you know I would say like, I w- it's just yeah, and that I mean that's what I'm saying. Like you gotta, 
Well, you have other things to consider too. Like when, like, you know, the other one's 10 currently. So you think like, it's a big difference. There's a pretty big gap there. Big gap. Um, you know, our age, not that we're old, like we're both 32 trying to like do the math on that. Damn. You 32. Yeah. Damn. Um, you old, you know, there's just small stuff to consider. I think the only reason yeah. it, ha- it didn't happen previously is just because I felt like we weren't in the, like a good financial place to right. do it. Not that we couldn't have, it just would have been now more you stress have, than I think we needed. Now you have Fulvius apparel. That's right. Just paying all the bills, man. So, I don't know. But then I, I also have this weird <coughs> idea that, like, the world, as soon as we're going to have a baby, like, the world's going to go to shit and we're all going to be living <laughs> like it's the freaking Walking Dead. And we're going to have a baby and we're going to be running from zombies and, like, Russians and stuff. And I would like, more so look at it from a financial standpoint. <laughs> you mean to tell me that's not realistic? As, no, I mean, it, it very well could be. But, you know, in the short term, I would look at the fact of like, you know, is Katie going to be able to work? You know, how long does she need to take off work? That's da- not an issue. Daycare costs, if that's a That's not an issue thing. currently. Either. Well, then, you know, man, have a kid. Get you some squams, boy. Come on now. Baby kid, baby squams. I don't want baby squams. Fuck. (laughs) Subadult squams. Have you seen how tiny those things are? Yeah, I want nothing to do with them. Oh, my God. That's that's what I was going to say. When it comes to venomous, I I have come to a point in my life that I really want venomous. I do. I'm going to wait to have venomous till I probably have an outbuilding or I don't have a roommate or whatever. Um, I will know when I know. But I want one of every species in South Carolina minus corals. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Um, so I want, you know, I want a pygmy. I want a copperhead. I want a codmouth. I want a canebrake. I want an eastern diamondback. That'll, that'll suit me. That's what I want for venomous, you know, because I would like to, you know, one day I would like to showcase some of my stuff and it would be cool to be like, yeah, this is all of our native venomous right here in this one stack and no more. <laughs> it's, you know, um, that's what I want. And that will happen one day. I dude, I s- swear to God, I was a hunt club a couple weeks ago and we found a Still had his green tail, one of the prettiest cottonmouths I have ever seen. Dude, they're gorgeous as boy. I was that close. Some adults are gorgeous too, but most are just. I was so freaking close to swamp lines. putting that thing in a freaking bag and bringing it home. I was like, no, I know better. My girlfriend will kill me. My roommate's going to be uncomfortable. See, I mean, that's like, I don't know if a squam would happen or not even if it was an option just because like I'd lean more towards pygmies. I think just from the venom standpoint, the venom standpoint and the, uh, like I already have, I still have my bite protocol from when I had the Aatrox and stuff, um, which would apply to the pygmies as well. But I've also been very vocal about squams and people keeping them mostly new people getting them in. That is not easily treatable just because of anti-venom availability. Um, though I did find out recently that apparently South African polyvalent anti-venom seems to work very well in comparison to other stuff that they've they've used in the past. Um, 
in terms of like from the medical side of things and the emergency side of things, I think pigs would probably be the safer bet. Yeah, but. I mean from the from the bite standpoint, it's one of those things that like yeah, there, there used to be that old term. It's not about when; it's about if. We're at a point now that it's very you can keep venomous and not get bit. You know, one of those things. Like I don't like the saying; it's not when it's if. You know, I don't agree with that. Um, but accidents happen. You know, they can happen very easily and need to be prepared for something just in case um always to be ready and that's why i don't want anything not north american you know um if you know if and when i ever get into a few venomous species um everything would be a north american pit viper just because of ease of you know getting to a hospital treatability yeah you know because it it sucks it oh, yeah, sucks i forgot yeah <laughs> you've been uh, down that road yeah been down that road been there done that even with north american stuff yep. it is uh it's not a good not a fun thing i do not uh, I a north american rattlesnake and it was treatable i ended up being fine no serious long-term effects and it was fine, but something not North American can be a very different story. So it's yep. one of those things. There's a lot of factors, you know. I've been listening to you know Phil on Phil and Nipper on Venom Exchange Radio a lot recently, and you know it's something that if you're even thinking about getting into Venomous, you need to listen to them. Yeah, you know, obviously I know you do, Justin, but I'm talking to the general public here. If you're even considering Venomous, you need to. You need to listen to their podcast, talk with them, um, and really, really the think truly about it and consider it. Good resources yeah. for information on on keeping venomous in particular are becoming few and far between. Yes, good resources. There's a lot of people doing a lot of dumb shit with venomous. And those aren't the people you need to be looking at. You know, Phil, I respect Phil more than I respect probably 98% of people, you know, Nipper as well, you know, Nipper and Phil, they are the best of the best, you know, Phil talks about all his protocols and, you know, how I was listening to their most recent episode. They just dropped yesterday or today. Today, Yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, just going through all his protocols for moving and all that. And it was just. It's impressive, you know. You see too many people so lackadaisical with it, and it's it makes your butthole tighten up. Yeah, a lot, you know. Especially like if you've gone down that road, it changes everything. Well, I, I think that I mean that's the issue. Like you know, like it's not a big deal, but if you've been on the other side <laughs> of that and you've seen when it is a yeah. big deal, all of a sudden you're much more cautious because yeah. you. Like you, you can you can be told about it until you're blue in the face. Yeah. But I don't think it's until you, you have it actually happen to you that then it kind of clicks and you're like, right. Oh, this is why I should not be handling these right. without any hooks. Like you don't know not how... that that's what Jake was doing, but <laughs> <Yeah>, it's not. <laughs> but you don't know how bad it is until it happens, man. You know, I mean talk to Nipper. He talked about it on mm -hmm. one of his podcasts. He was bit by a pygmy and um 
it was bad. It was bad. It was, it was not a fun experience for him, you know, and it's not the other aspect to it is it's not just, um, it's not just a venomous bite, you know, it, that alone is going to fucking suck. That's going to really, really suck. But you don't know how you're going to that venom. You don't know how you're going to react to any venom. You know, how your body's going to react. There's people, I can get stung by bees and be fine. Other people will get stung by a bee and be dead in 10 minutes. It's no different with a venomous snake. And a lot of times you don't know you're allergic to that stuff till it's too late. And and that's you're the, gasping for air. That what? So until you're gasping for air. Exactly. You know, it, it's a real thing. People can go in the anaphylactic shock from a bite, from any venom, you know, any of that stuff. You know, I was I consider myself very lucky in my scenario. Yes, it was bad and it really changed how I did a lot of things. Um, but it put a whole new perspective on this. But some people may not be as lucky, you know. So you're 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 playing with do it respectfully you have to respect these things you know it's not something just like oh i'm gonna get a venomous you know like i saw it was at a repticon show years and years ago there's a guy talking to another guy about cotton mouths this dude had like i heard, overheard him talk cool cool 50 bucks my guy yeah right and that's the thing you know it's it's not it's not so black and white man it's not just there's there's so much that goes into it you know and this is from a guy that doesn't keep venomous you know it's it's Nerd. not something to be <laughs> taken lightly you know and you know watching you justin when you had the atrox back in the day it was it was cool watching you and just how you really treated that thing with so much respect you know because I was keeping that in the, you know, and granted, like when I talk about venomous, I don't mean to come like say it in a tone or come off as if like my time with with native venomous overall is like anything comparable to elapids or anything. like I've never kept any mambas, never kept any cobras, you know, right. that's that's completely that would be completely new territory for me. Um. Aside of just understanding sort of the mannerisms of those animals, having been around them, you know, a, not a decent amount, but enough with Cody and, and Pia and stuff to kind of get an idea of, of what to. And watching, you know, their interns do their thing with those too. you know, seeing the difference between a very calm, you know, 12 foot black mamba and a very not calm, you know, three foot <laughs> mamba. Those are two very different animals. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when I, when I talk about, venomous and stuff like in terms of what i've kept you know that scope is is much narrower in comparison to the non-venomous stuff so you know so take it for what you will but i think overall the principles are, are fairly the same um you know i tell katie and i tell you know my parents when we were talking about it like getting bit is not hard like no it's not hard to not do or getting not bit is not hard to do Getting you know, bit is also like, not hard to do. It's not. Yeah, you know, it's same like time, both it's both like, aspects. But yeah, that's the thing. If you're hands off, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. you're paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, we're barring like extreme cases where like there are true accidents. Yeah. 
and I hate saying accidents because a lot of times accidents can be prevented, but you do hear about some bites, um, you know, that probably were completely preventable in terms of in captivity, but you do like stuff happens. And I mean, you do your best to, to make sure that stuff doesn't happen and you plan for it accordingly. And you think of all the possibilities of what could happen and do your best to sort of mitigate that. Um, but I think, it's it's not difficult to avoid getting bit. No, it's not. Like, but I that... don't understand why people act like it's, you know, the the argument from from Katie and and family and stuff is like you don't have control over what that's you know when that snake decides to do what it wants to do, and it's like, sure, but I have control over what. But I, I do. also have understanding of knowing how that animal, even if it's a particular animal, knowing what they're likely going to do. Right. Like what Phil talks about of, you know, plan for A, B, and C and expect D through F. Right. You know, like anything could happen. You know, that Aatrox that I had uh, for a while, like I learned very quickly that that thing's going to do laps around that cage before it finally stops and squares up. Right. So then, you know, it only took one time for me to really learn that, to expect that. And it was the second time that really confirmed it. It was like, okay, that is exactly what's going to happen anytime I come in to clean this animal and do water changes and stuff. Uh, like now, I know, I, I can expect with fair certainty that that is what this animal is going to do. Is it entirely possible that that's not what it's going to do and it's just going to go springing straight out the cage? Absolutely. Like, I'm expecting that too. Like, that's why there's hooks. That's why there's multiple hooks. Right. You know, I got... That's why there's long. I got hooks. a hook yeah. on like each wall. I got an extra hook behind me. Um, the one in my hand, like you just, you're not going to think of every possible scenario that could possibly happen. Cause I mean, but you have you to know, be ready for anything. but you have to provide yourself with the opportunities to be able to handle a situation if it doesn't right. go the way you're expecting it to. And so in that regard, when, you know, they're like, you can't control what this, what the snake is going to do. And it's like, yeah, I can't read its mind. Yeah. But it's like, if I know that this copperhead isn't going to ride a hook for shit, I can plan for that. Right. You know, like have a bucket ready because I know it's going to just flop off this thing like a wet noodle. Have boots on. Have like, yeah. Where, yeah. That's, that's to me, that's like given. It's like, don't yeah, wear sandals but it's while not, you're working it's with venomous in a It's not given for a lot like, of people, you know? Like, that's one of those things. Like, it's the simple things, you know? And that's why, like, all accidents are preventable. All bites are accidents, you know? But the that's not nobody's perfect, mm -hmm. you know? Nipper is one of the best venomous keepers in the world. I think his example, is a pretty, his example is, is a pretty is a decent is a decent example of how yeah how accidents can just happen. And I mean granted you know, he still he'll admit people. like he'll admit he it's his stupid. fault. Yeah, it, it was his fault. Like he, there was a lapse in judgment and it was a very brief lapse and he paid for it. Yeah. But that's all it but takes. But it was there. Yeah. That's all it takes is that half a second of that wrong move, misjudgment, mm -hmm. whatever and that's all it takes. That is all it takes, you know. Yeah, and and so I I like I equate it a lot to, to gun ownership and, you know, whether you consider that a political debate or not, whether you agree with it or not, that's, that's neither here nor there. I feel the same about owning guns. Yeah. Like it is very easy to not have a negligent discharge 
accidentally shoot yourself, accidentally shoot someone else. Like it's not hard to do. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're paying attention to what you're doing while you're doing it. There's very minimal danger involved. And it's the same with venomous, you know, obviously you're going to have your, your, your outliers. Um, you know, like I was saying, like younger mambas, younger cobras, bothrop stuff, spazier stuff in general, like you're going to treat that very differently than how you treat moving, you know, eyelash vipers or squams or, um, you know, copperheads, atrox, whatever story. Like there's a certain, there's a different level of expectations in working with those, that set of animals or animals like that than what you're dealing with here. Uh, and you also but have the, you know, and I understand like firearms, like that's, that's an inanimate object. Like, yes, but somehow people still find a way to get themselves hurt. But that's the thing though. It's like, it's really not that much different. I've been bit by a rattlesnake. I also came about four inches from getting my head blown off by my brother. I remember both, the story. both very preventable, very preventable, but both happened. It was both a result of a negligence brief second yeah. of not, Lap, lapse of judgment yeah. you know it's well, granted one was my fault i will fully admit that one was my fault one was not but both were a that one second of mm-hmm. not doing something doing something you shouldn't be doing and that's 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 all it takes and your life can change yeah. forever so you know yeah and, overall i just i don't I don't agree with the whole, like, you don't have control over if that happens or not. No, it's like you have complete I, I control over if that happens no. or not. It's just a matter of how much are you actually paying attention to what you're doing when you're doing it. There are right. plenty of people that have kept venomous and have never been bitten. Yeah, Phil. Phil's never been bit, has he? No. He's been keeping venomous for 20 years? I don't think he's even had, like, a, a close call or, like, a scratch or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, nothing, you know. He's been you keeping know? venomous for, what, like, around 20 years, hasn't he? It's, yeah. I think he talked about a cobra he's had for 15, 16 yeah. years. You know, and um, it's never happened to him. You know, that's and then you have guys like me who have never kept venomous, but have still been bit. It's just like it's one of those things, man. Like it's I don't. I, I just I, know, I, it's one of those things. I think I would fully trust you with keeping venomous. You know, I've seen you. I've seen you work. I've seen you work your non venomous stuff. You know, I've seen you work some of my stuff like that scrub I had watching how you just worked it, you know, for a period. And you're like, yeah, I learned this from working venomous. And I was like, oh, it's it's, just... it's impressive. You know, like you, you've learned different tactics, different things to do. And watching you work the the a copperhead and atrox. You not had. like not liking to get bit, period, whether it's non-venomous <laughs> or not. Yeah. It makes it very easy to avoid getting bit in general. Like, right. I don't even remember the last time I got like a legit, the last legit bite I got from a snake was from, uh, one of the Biox. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's been a while then. Not even one that of the was, corns just nip you. Not outside of like a baby. Right. You know, which like that I kind of expect. Cause it's like, if I'm trying to pop them or something like it's hard to get not get bit on. by babies, let's face it. But in terms of like Jance and I, um, you know the the persinum, any of that stuff. I don't like to get bit. Like I yeah. use hooks even on my non like the spe- like the persinum. Anytime I got to do anything with them, the male especially because Jesus. Uh, like I use a hook. 
it's because I don't feel like dealing with the, you know, it's just for me, it's just easier. I don't. Right. You know, I use a hook for disassociation purposes. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of my thing with it. I don't, I don't use hooks. I'm afraid to get bit. I use hooks to pick them up for them to be like, Oh, this isn't feeding. And then I slide my hand under them, call it a day, you know, but. With that being said, it's not. (laughs) And it's so frustrating because, you know, I mentioned it the other when on the 4th of July, I was talking to my parents and stuff about it because we were talking about the whole debate of is this trade worth it? (laughs) And, you know, of course, I had extended family there, too. And they're like, why would you like, why do you even want to have that stuff? Right. And I always hate that question. I hate that question. Because it's like you can't explain it. There's no justification you can give to someone who isn't in it that would make any sense to them as to why you should have this stuff. It's like it's the same reason that you want snakes in general. Because I get asked that like, why would you have a snake in your house? Right. Let alone something venomous. It's the same answer. Because I like it. Because I love these things. Like, what do you and when I was keeping that stuff, if I was like, if it came up in conversation at the cigar shop or something, or in general, people are like, oh, do you have anything, you know, poisonous? I don't, <laughs> almost every time, unless it was someone I like no. knew and talked to on a regular basis, no. Because you know, the immediate follow up question is like, why? Why? And it's like, then I have to figure out a way to explain it and not sound like a complete maniac. Because the only people that are going to understand why you do that and why you would want to are the people that are also doing it. Right. You know, it's the same reason. Like, it's like skydiving. It's like, why would you want to jump out of a plane? It's like, I don't know, but I it's something that that isn't understandable by the general populace. So my like, if that's what someone wants to do. Awesome. I don't want to do that, but I'm not going to be like, you're an absolute idiot for wanting to jump out of a plane. The biggest difference for me with something like skydiving versus keeping venomous I don't think you should. I feel like people skydive because let's face it. Adrenaline rush is addictive. You know, that that's a very addictive thing. But if you're keeping venomous simply for the adrenaline rush, I don't think you should keep venomous. That's not why you should keep venomous because it gets your heart going. It does this for you. You should keep venomous because you love those animals, not because it gets you off. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a big difference. If you've got a if raging they're... boner while you're holding that Gaboon Viper. <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> and even that, you know, like if you have one of the, if you have that, that's fine because it, it just don't it, take pictures it of excites it. No one wants you. to see that. It excites you. If it excites you, that's fine. But if you're getting off on the fact that it's such like, oh, this adrenaline rush, blah, blah, blah. That's why I got bit. That is solely why, because when I first started removing venomous snakes, it gave me an adrenaline rush that I never had before, and I was addicted. I wanted to do it any chance I freaking got, and I got stupid. Which, I mean, hey, it's great and all until that snake does something you did not want it to do, did not expect it to do, and then all of a sudden you've got an extremely wiggly fucking western diamondback in front of you that does not want to cooperate in any capacity. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh, that adrenaline quickly turns into, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. And then Woo. You, know, you then have to be like, you know, I, I, when that happened, which it didn't happen a lot. Like I said, yeah. that animal, like, as soon as I figured out it was going to do what it was going to do, I was like, okay, if she comes out, she comes out. Yep. It's not going to hurt anything. She's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere in this room that she could take off to that I could not get her. You know, it was like, if she wants to f- flip the fuck out, let her flip the fuck out. Like you don't have to control that animal in like a 10 by 10 area. Like if it wants to freak the fuck out and go off the table, let it go off the table. 
just take a step back, take a breather, give it a second, and then come back to it. You know, yeah. like re, re regroup, reevaluate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just one of those things where it's like I already know what that follow up question is going to be when people ask that, and I tell them, and so it's like just I avoid that because it's also it doesn't matter. Like I don't care. Right. Like I was keeping that stuff it's because not I find it business. fascinating. Like it's I find venomous business. snakes amazing. That's like one of right. the most incredible natural phenomena. Yeah. It really is. That that there is. Like, and to me, I mean, I still couldn't fully explain to you why I like I I want to have that stuff. It's a simple answer though. It's just something that them. I find I, I love it. Like I find them very interesting. I find it yeah. very like it's cool to me. It's not, you know, it has nothing to do with like I don't want people to think I'm fucking crazy. I don't want people right. to think I'm some sort of nut. And I don't want people to think that I have random, you know, loose snakes, venomous snakes, you know, rolling around my house. Like I just don't keep them in cages or something. You know, I just like, right. I just avoid all of that and just don't even say anything. Be like, yeah, I keep corn snakes and some rat snakes and some, you know, Asian stuff, which I also, when people ask, I don't typically go into extreme detail because it's like a celebs black tail rat snake their eyes are going to glaze over by the time you're done saying celebs, you know? So it's like, whatever, like I just right. say like corn snakes. Cause most people know what corn snakes are, you know, yeah. keep corn snake, keep some Texas rat snakes and I keep some Asian, Asian stuff. And then, you know, green tree pythons or, you know, and if yeah. they ask questions about those and I kind of explain, it's like, it's a snake that sits on a stick and does absolutely nothing. Like it's green snake they're pretty, stick. but that's it. It's an arboreal bob um, python. And you know, and it's just, it's a, I hate small tap small talk <laughs> you and really B, it's do, like <laughs> i hate having to explain it to people it's like yeah. i don't have to it's not necessarily a justification that i feel like i have to give to people but it's like you the reaction is the same Every 10 time. times out of 10 when someone who is not into snakes Every asks time. you how like why do you keep snakes like the questions and the follow-up questions to that are the same from every single person and i always just kind of shrug my shoulders it's like it's just what i do man like i don't why why would you want that in your house? Fucking nerd. Like, yeah. aren't you worried about, <laughs> about huffing the, the lead paint and super glue that you use to put your little town? Like, if, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. If, uh, fun fact, though, I did have a friend actually as a kid whose dad was into the model train thing and straight up had a room yeah, with dude. like a landscape. A and and like, it was nuts. It dude. was actually like I wasn't judged freaking impressive as shit and i was like this yeah. is insane I like, have how a... long did this take you to do the detail on some of that stuff yeah it's like oh my god i have a buddy in wisconsin him and his but in wisconsin they all have basements you know everybody yeah. up north has a basement and we went to their house and their entire basement was made up of this massive wild train set of just landscape beautiful you know setup you know and that's like if a lot of people start like because me i'm okay with small talk you know if somebody God, wants I to so if much. somebody wants to start talking smack then i'm gonna be like well what do you like what are you into you know and they're like oh shoes model trains i collect shoes i collect, I collect stuffed animals you know, that and i'm like okay why why do you do that yeah why why do you do that you know and then if they say oh i saw a snake the other day i ran it over i'm like you have a dog they're like, yeah. I said, oh, I saw I a puppy dogs. on the side of the road the other day. I ran it over. I can't say that too loud. Archie's sitting right here. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Obviously, I would never actually do that, but it's just one of those for people. Everyone's know. got a thing. You know, everybody's got everyone's a thing. Got a don't thing. shit on mine because you don't understand it. Don't you make know? fun of my hobbies. I don't make fun of you because you're an asshole. Yeah. 
dick. And I think I mean we have a better we have a better understanding of that because yeah. like we what are, we do is we do it. We get it. You know what we like, do is odd. It's not the norm. You know, and granted, more and more people I I have it's gotten becoming more and more normal. Yeah, like I get. The obviously, if I get the why do you do that, I get the same answer every time. But I've had several times that I've been like, Yeah, you know, I, I, I breed snakes on the side, you know, it's my passion. They're like, Oh, that's cool. What do you keep? I used to have a corn snake, mm-hmm. I used to have this. My uncle did this, you know, and it, it turns out to be a cool conversation. I tell know? people and, it's like, it's like keeping fish. Yeah, that's sort of the best, ex- like thing. the best ex- explanation I can give them that that would make sense to where it puts people it in are just less of, oh, scared you're not of fish. a lunatic. You know, fish just aren't feared by like, as yeah, many people. Yeah, it's not so exactly it's, like keeping fish, but the concept more or less is still there. You know, it's, like, it's the, yeah, I, I, like I consider it the same thing. You the know? same reason like, people have five bedrooms in a house filled from floor to ceiling with different plants. Yeah. You know? like, why do you have plants? Why do you have five dogs? Why do you have cactus? Those are dangerous. Yeah. Why do you have five dogs? You know, you know, that dog can eat your child, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's we get it. It's all perspective. I just don't and like to. I just like to avoid that conversation for the yeah, most part. Overall, I do like, too. I don't like. Yeah, I like talking about this stuff, and I like. If somebody's interested, it, you know. But I don't like talking about it. If that makes sense, yeah. like to certain this right in the right crowd and the people that, like you said, like the right people, it's fine. But for right. the most part, if I'm at like, you know, I'm gonna party or something was you know we're going to katie's friend's house or something and it comes up i just kind of like i really downplay it i'm just like <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i'll just keep some snakes it's no big deal and that's the other it thing. just consumes every spare minute of my life every chance it gets so what okay do you with it. what do you say when somebody's like how many snakes do you have do you just say because i go to i don't know yeah a I lot don't, i don't know you I know keep, i don't keep count you know yeah. it'd be like a hundred ish i don't yeah, I but even then, I try not like even to go there because snakes, then there's you know, know, yeah, a hundred snakes. Because people are under the impression that you're like keeping berms, yeah, and a hundred berms, house. like or your that's whole a lot house, of snakes. but I'm like, or your dude, whole house is just covered in snakes, small stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's. But I've had plenty of people who came over too, and they, you know, they, they saw the room, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Because when you tell people you have a room full of snakes, they're like, what? They're like, your your wife must be a saint. I'm like, to a degree, yeah, because she has she to is, deal with it. But... but it's also not what you think it is. I don't, I don't know why people immediately go to this whole like sex dungeon filled to the <laughs> to the brim with berms. Yeah, some sort of weird. Everything's blacked freak. out. There's weird rituals going on yeah, inside yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, it's like know. no, it's just a well lit room with a bunch of tubs. It's just like venomous. It's not as impressive. It's not as you that think exciting. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's really not what you think it is. Right. It's not that sexy. No, it's, it's really not. Which to me, it's just, you know, like what me and Phil say all the time about Venomous. It's like, if it's if it's not exciting, good. That's exactly the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's boring. And it's, it's, it's not sexy. And it's not jumping out of an airplane mentally. Good. It you, shouldn't be. You know what I consider more similar to keeping Venomous? Unprotected sex with strangers? Sure. I was going to say, I compare keeping Venomous more similar like than owning guns. I consider it more similar to riding a motorcycle. 
Yeah. You know, that's that's how I look at it a lot. Cause like Phil, and it really like hit home today when I was listening to Phil. He was like, you know, he did the move, he had a long day, you know, and he was like, he had to unpack the lapids and he was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm gonna let him sit overnight. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. I'm gonna eat breakfast, smoke my cigarette, have a coffee. You know, that seems like something then I'm that gonna I, deal. I think people lose sight of. It's yeah. like there's nothing barring like immediate life-threatening emergency medical emergencies that cannot wait until tomorrow. Yeah. And that, and I look at when he said that, I was like, that's exactly what I do whenever I think about riding my bike. Yeah. You know, I go to the restaurant, people are like, Oh, did you bring the bike today? I'm like, no, they're like, why? I'm like, I was tired. You're not going to ride it you know? while it's raining. No, I, I, I was, you I know? was tired. I wasn't feeling it today. You know, I didn't feel super well. I, I was in a fog today. So no, I didn't ride it, yeah. you know, and that's, None of their freaking oh dude, it's such a nice day. I don't care if I'm not the point. foggy, right. I'm not gonna ride because I'm not on my game. When yeah. I get on that bike, all I am focused on is getting to my next destination. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it with every bone of my freaking being. You know, every part of me loves being on my bike. But if I'm not all there, I'm not gonna fucking do it. And that's exactly how yeah, you should treat if it was if there was any like same thing. If it was uh you know, storms, if it was storming, didn't do anything with the venomous. Yeah. If I wasn't feeling good, like if I was sick, you know, had a little cough, whatever, was again just feeling out of it, didn't do anything didn't with venomous. It. Like, yeah, they need a water change. Cool. That can wait at least another yeah, day or I two. Can another day. Be fine. I can wait till you know the power's not going to go out, you know, in the middle of the night. Cause, you know, imagine that it's storming out. Oh, I got to do venomous. You nope. go to, you've got your Atrox out. All of a sudden it's pitch black in your room. Yep. What are you going to do? You know, that ain't going to move it by sound. No, you sure as hell ain't, you know? So it's just one of those things, man. You know, I look at it a lot like riding a motorcycle. Yeah. So if you ride a motorcycle, put that in perspective. If you're thinking of getting venomous, you know, I don't see, I've, I've thought about getting a, a bike, but I have Dude. zero trust in the people on, you know, my, my fellow citizens on the streets. That's the thing. I, just, I have I zero I'm trust. So I'm not worried about me necessarily wrecking it and putting it, you know, laying it down in my driveway. Um, but I am very much more concerned with getting absolutely creamed by some moron that's just not paying attention to what they're doing. Dude, have you ever like driven like on the interstate, like when we're going to, you know, black box or whatever, and you, you ever like look around at the other cars around you? I'm usually the one driving. So yes. Do you see the number of people that aren't even paying attention to the fucking road? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We went on a trip recently. I don't remember where we were going but i was like i just started like taking inventory of like okay out of these you know six cars around us 10 cars around us how many people are actually like both hands on the wheel actually watching where they're going and it wasn't that many i was like fuck dude like yeah you see people they're they're like on their phone and it's like i'm guilty of that every now and then for them i've gotten actually really good about like my phone it's it's on me but i'm not like actually Right. texting and stuff and you know changing songs whatever but like the number of people just on the interstate dude that are just co- like just completely texting. not paying attention and yeah. like, i always wondered if i was driving and i see somebody doing that like what would happen if i just laid on the horn right like yeah. all of a sudden they'd be like oh oh shit like yeah i'm on the interstate going 80 like <laughs> just crazy man and that's why scary like, i you know, because I, I got the same, I got the same questions, you know, because again, like owning snakes, a lot like owning a bike. People were like, why do you have that? Why do you do that? Because I love it, you know, because yeah, it's, 
you know, it's the same thing as a bicycle. You're just going 50 times faster. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing like me, when I ride, I do a lot of things very specifically. They're small details, but I ride closer to the grass every time. If I need to go off, I'd rather go off into the grass and on the blacktop. And into the, uh, you, know, you know, the opposite lane. Exactly. The ongoing you traffic. Know, I always like, you got to think. It's a tough choice. You got to think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you got to think 12 steps ahead. You know, it's the same thing with Venomous, man. You got to be prepared for anything. And I trust myself. That's my justification. Yeah. I trust myself more than anybody else on the road. My and I, problem is I, I drive trust the other people around. I me. drive defensively every time I'm on the bike. You know, I stay behind people. If somebody's riding my ass, I speed up, get around somebody and get far away from them. I stay away from people. You know, I have somebody's coming up for a turn. I have my hand over the brake, you know, ready you yeah. ready to go no matter what, man. And that's just just how it is. You know, you got to know. You got to know how it is, you know. And you don't split lanes like a badass? Absolutely not. I have never once split a lane, you know. It's like, uh, that's it's such a good, easy way to get absolutely creamed. Creamed, you know. And it's funny, like, a lot of, like, so I get it? a lot of motorcycle stuff on Instagram and stuff now. And, um, you know, I saw this one dude. He split lanes between two semi-trucks. I'm talking this dude had his bike and three inches on either side just 100 miles an hour foof, right through these people and he's like don't do what i do and i'm like why does it's this the free handlers familiar? of the bike world. you know i'm like everybody's like hey i'm gonna do this but don't you do it because i it's understand stupid. the people around me right I but i'm gonna record people. it and put it on the internet for you to see you know, it's like it's there's I'm in so, touch with the people around me driving with these strangers. I know exactly what they're going to do. There are so many like overlaps between venomous keeping and riding a motorcycle. And it's just it makes me laugh, man. You know, um, but hey, whatever. Well, we're at two hours. I got to yeah, piss. I do, too. This episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Use code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. Then go over to fullvisapparel.com. Buy yourself some shirts. Uh, and then use the code fireworks from now until July 9th. Uh, get yourself 10% off your order. And Steve Snakeshwary and his Venom Hot Sauce. Try them all. Grab them all. But most importantly, get that cottonmouth sauce. That is where it is at. Uh, I believe we're going to be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday. We were going to do it Monday, and then Phil texted me that morning and was like, not happening. Got too much stuff to do because he's, you know, still moving stuff around. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, man, take your time. Uh, so Snakes and Sogi should be happening Monday. It may not. I don't I don't really know. I need to probably text Phil and see what was up. But yeah. Other than that. Um, yeah. We should see you all next week here. Yes. And we're going to try and get a guest lineup. We've been bad about getting guests. Rob Christian. Rob. <laughs> We, we get will Rob. get you. Yeah, we are going to get him. We need Rob. We need Rob on. I've been running, wanting Rob on for a while. Yeah, the schedules just haven't haven't lined up. Yeah, you know. he's a busy guy. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Getting all them scrubs. Yeah, Working boy. With all them scrubs, dude. I oh, scrub daddy. I still want scrubs, man. Like, I want them so bad, but I want no. I want to want them so I bad. Want to want them because <laughs> yep, I love the species. The perfect... I love the species. Yeah. I think they are incredible, the but good fucking lord, are they like just Eastern Kings? I want to want them. But... You have to love them more than life itself to truly enjoy them. I want to want and them. I yeah. 
I don't. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll have scrubs again, but I don't know. I love my yellow rats too much. They're the same thing. Yeah, same thing, basically. Rico is just like a small scrub. Just not as apt to yeah. go for the face. Yeah, right. <sighs> thank all you, right. everybody. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Bye. Good night.